Immunization Updates for Long-Term Care, a conversation with Jennifer Brown. This webinar included a visual PowerPoint presentation. To view a video recording, visit the link in the description of this podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who's interested to attend. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communication specialist with Quality Insights, and today we'll be discussing immunization updates for long-term care. And now I'd like to introduce our guest today, Jennifer Brown. Jennifer is a quality improvement specialist and infection preventionist at Quality Insights. She is a registered nurse with over 10 years of experience in a variety of healthcare settings, most recently as director of staff development and infection prevention and long-term care. She has led several quality improvement and infection control initiatives in acute and ambulatory settings. Jennifer, thank you for joining us again today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about immunization updates for long-term care uh, in the face of the ongoing challenges posed by infectious diseases. The importance of vaccination in nursing homes is extremely important. Nursing homes provide care for some of our most valuable individuals, including elderly residents and staff members who provide their care. So ensuring the health and safety of this community is a shared responsibility and vaccination is a powerful tool to achieve that goal. So today we will discuss some of the critical aspects of vaccination within nursing home settings, such as information about the influenza, pneumococcal, COVID-19 and RSV vaccines, strategies for addressing common concerns and myths surrounding vaccination, strategies to increase vaccine acceptance among both residents and staff, and principles of vaccine administration and safety. We'll also discuss the importance of collaboration with local health departments, um, access to valuable resources and support of national and local initiatives. Vaccine in nursing homes are vital due to the number of elderly residents, <coughs> excuse me, who live in nursing homes. Some residents uh, also have weakened immune systems and underlying health conditions, which lead to reduced ability to fight off infectious diseases. Equally important are the staff members who provide care and support to residents. Vaccination plays a pivotal role in creating a shield around those uh, who are in this close-knit community. By ensuring that both residents and staff are adequately vaccinated, we reduce the risk of severe illness and complications and prevent outbreaks. The benefits of vaccination for both nursing home residents and staff are many. Uh, For residents, um, vaccines offer a shield of protection against potentially life-threatening diseases. According to the CDC, staying up to date with flu and pneumococcal vaccinations have been shown to significantly reduce the risk of severe illness, hospitalization, and complications, thus contributing to a higher quality of life. Vaccines impact staff as well. By getting vaccinated, staff members become less susceptible to infectious diseases, reducing the risk of transmission within the facility. This not only protects the residents, but 
the workforce, ensuring the continued provision of essential care. Today, we'll discuss some of the recommended vaccinations, including influenza, pneumococcal, COVID-19, and RSV. First, we'll discuss influenza vaccines, commonly known as flu shots. Uh, these um, vaccines protect against the four strains of influenza virus that are expected to be most prevalent in the upcoming season. For people uh, 65 years and older, the CDC and ACIP, the uh, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, has recommended the use of three flu vaccines for that age group. Uh, the recommended vaccines are the flu zone, high-dose quadrivalent, flu block quadrivalent, and fluad quadrivalent. Um, according to studies, these vaccines are potentially more effective than the standard dose uh, for this age group. But there are no preferential recommendations for people younger than 65. Uh, pneumococcal vaccination um, is available for those 65 years and older. Uh, for individuals that have not been vaccinated against pneumococcal, um, the recommendation is for a dose of the PCV20, or they can get a PCV15 and a follow-up dose of the PPSV23 a year later. The um, individuals who have had previous doses of prior, uh, prior pneumococcal vaccine, they are able to get an updated uh PCV20, or there is a uh, vaccine schedule for other combinations of the vaccine, depending on which dose they've already received. COVID-19 vaccinations, uh, we do have the updated 2023-2024 um, uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Um, the COVID-19 vaccines um, are safe and meet the FDA's scientific standards for safety, effectiveness, and quality. And these vaccines um, have been approved for the new season um, as of September 12th. They are currently working well against the current variants, the BA2.86, um, and continue to be the best way to protect yourself against severe disease. Um, the benefits of the COVID-19 vaccine continue to outweigh any potential risks um, and serious reactions after uh, COVID-19 vaccinations are rare. The recommendation for the COVID-19, you're up to date when you get one updated Pfizer or Moderna updated 2023-2024 vaccine. The RSV vaccine is um, also approved for elderly individuals. Um, it's a, it protects against a common respiratory virus that usually causes mild cold-like symptoms. Um, and, you know, most people can recover, but in older populations, they are more likely to develop severe infections with RSV that can cause shortness of breath, low oxygen levels, and even hospitalization. Um, 
So CDC recommends a single dose of the RSV vaccine for adults age 60 and older. Um, this is a shared decision-making uh, with their healthcare provider. Uh, they should consult with their healthcare provider to decide whether or not that vaccine is best for them. So one of the you know, major things that we have at this um, time of the season, um, we're starting our vaccine clinics and we get a lot of common concerns and myths surrounding vaccines, um, including COVID, but also uh, flu and pneumococcal. So some of the things that we see is um, safety concerns. Some individuals might worry about the safety of the vaccines fearing that they can cause severe side effects or long-term health problems. And we also see misperceptions about vaccine ingredients, um, myths about them being harmful, such as mercury, aluminum, preservatives. Um, there's some concern about the mRNA component of the um, COVID vaccines. Um, we also see the discussion about natural immunity versus vaccination. Um, some individuals might believe that natural infection is better, um, under, underestimating some of the risks uh, from the complications associated with contracting the actual disease. Um, and there's also concern about effectiveness, uh, their perceived lack of risk, um, some religious or philosophical beliefs and concerns about over-vaccination, um, overloading their immune system with multiple vaccines, um, even though the recommended schedule is carefully designed to ensure safety and effectiveness. So some things that you know, we as healthcare providers can do to help build vaccine confidence is uh, the use of active listening, having empathy and respect, you know, approaching the conversation um, in a respectful way, uh, using visual aids, providing accurate information from reputable sources, and sharing personal experiences um, from, you know, people who have real life experience uh, can be a very powerful encountering some of the myths that uh, we, encounter, we encounter. Uh, some things we can also do is assess the residents' unique concerns. Uh, if they have something that's very specific, you know, listen to them and provide updated um, and reputable information about their concerns and fears. Um, it's, this is very important to establish trust between healthcare providers and residents because uh, that can really positively impact vaccine uh, acceptance. Engage in their families and other caregivers, um, having conversations with their families and other loved ones uh, to talk about their concerns of getting the resident vaccinated. And, you know, that can really influence, you know, not only the family, but also the resident's decision to be vaccinated or not. And encouraging the residents' participation, um, letting them have an active role in the decision-making process uh, so they can feel like they have the information they need to make an informed decision. For staff, um, it can also be a challenge to address some of these concerns. 
uh, when addressing staff about the recommendations for vaccines uh, for flu and COVID vaccinations in the facility. Uh, make sure that you're giving tailored communication. Um, you know, talk to them at the level that they can receive the information. Uh, sometimes having peer influence um, is helpful. People who are respected in your community um, giving their recommendations um, that could be really helpful in increasing acceptance and also continuing education using training and um, information from some of the, you know, state partners um, that can really help provide information from a different source and it may help hearing it from someone else. Um, identifying and addressing staff concerns. Um, implement strategies to identify and address their concerns who might be hesitant. Um, engaging staff in, um, you know, having effective communication when regarding the vaccination. Um, make sure that, you know, there are things that, you know, maybe fun activities that are a little bit different approach that could be helpful and, you know, making it less you know, this, you have to do this, this is what we need to do, make it something that's, you know, fun and engaging for them. Um, ensuring ease of access for vaccination, and we'll talk a little bit more about this when we talk about our um, vaccination clinics, having um, vaccines easy to access, um, having on-site vaccination clinics, um, and you know, timing that is, you know, convenient for their shift or, you know, something after work, before work, where they can get it and, you know, it's convenient for them to do. And also encouraging vaccination as a team, uh, normalizing annual vaccinations, sometimes approaching it as, you know, this is something we all do. Let's just, you know, we're going to get our vaccines today. Um, that could be a good way to encourage staff to uh, get their vaccines up to date. So I mentioned we're gonna talk a little bit about vaccine clinics. Um, I know that there has been, you know, some hiccups with getting the updated COVID-19 vaccines, uh, but, you know, I know that some facilities are getting them scheduled, so they're on their way. Um, I want to talk about, you know, getting ready for it because there are some things you can do to prepare that way when the vaccine is available to you, it'll be ready to go. Um, we want to implement on-site vaccines clinics um, if possible. Uh, some of the benefits of on-site vaccination clinics include convenience, um, increased vaccine coverage, timely vaccinations, uh, minimized barriers, increased trust, sometimes getting it from someone that you know can reduce anxiety, and then also um, an ease of data collection and also resident and staff wellness. Uh, some other things you can do to prepare for your vaccine clinic is ensure that your staff is trained and up to date with competencies, especially around uh, intermuscular uh, injection competencies, vaccine storage and handling, and sharps disposal, um, and have those competencies up to date. And that way, when your clinic is ready to go, 
um, everybody uh, is ready to uh, start right away. Um, implementing strategies for ensuring the safety of vaccine administration and minimizing the risk of adverse events. So um, some things you can do is to review the resident's allergies ahead of time, um, getting the, uh, reviewing the medical and vaccine history, uh, emphasizing the use of proper injection technique uh, for those who will be administering the vaccine, and a review of aseptic technique um, for those individuals as well. And also um, vaccine documentation um, is important in your clinics, um, making sure that you're properly tracking who is eligible for the vaccine. And also, um, you know, after the vaccine, monitoring for safety and documenting anything that um, comes up. Uh, and that way it, for future vaccinations, uh, you'll have that information readily available. I also wanted to discuss the regulatory compliance component, um, having consents available. Um, those are some things you can get ready ahead of the uh, clinic. Uh, the vaccine information sheet uh, that is required by law to be given, uh, make sure those are available in the most up-to-date uh, VIS is available. And um, you know, for vaccine documentation, um, there are different requirements for each individual uh, vaccine. So make sure you're up to date to uh, know what you need to document. Um, and also for the electronic health record for the resident, uh, making sure that the um, vaccine is recorded there um, and tracked within the facility. Um, vaccine reporting can vary from state to state and also based on who is providing the vaccines. So I have a uh, section here with some state and local resources. Um, this is the Pennsylvania Department of Health Adult Immunization page, which has information about immunizations and also a link to the Pennsylvania Statewide Immunization Information System um, for reporting uh, vaccine clinics. I uh, also have for West Virginia, the link to the West Virginia Division of Immunization Services and the West Virginia Statewide Immunization um, Information System. Some other resources that might be helpful um, as you uh, approach vaccination at your facility, Quality Insights, we do offer on-site um, assistance with vaccine clinics, or if you have qu any questions about vaccines or, you know, reporting, you can do one-on-one -on -one consultations uh, surrounding vaccines. And also immunize.org, um, you can um, get the updated information about vaccines. They also have the VIS statements on that site. Uh, CDC also has a lot of information about vaccines. And the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality um, has some information for building trust um, amongst uh, vaccine recipients. Jennifer, thank you for joining us again. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us again today and hope to see you back here next week. Thank you. If you would like to contact Jennifer Brown, you can email her at jbrown 
at qualityinsights.org. You can check out our other interviews at qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.